Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married for 21 years and have seen the fruit from raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from their faith by age 18. And it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in the following world. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Hey. We thought we'd offer a little more encouragement in a little different way. Thriving while you feel like you're just surviving. And no matter our circumstance, we can all feel like we're just surviving sometimes, can't we? That's right. I mean, as Isaac and I were preparing for today's podcast, one of the things that um, really occurred to me is that a lot of times we can attribute definitions to certain things such as thriving that aren't necessarily biblical or just even the true definition of what they are. And so um, we hope that today is going to be a huge encouragement to you guys. I know that it's already been an encouragement to me as we've just been talking about things. Um, And so I'm glad that you're here with us today. But before we dive in, we just wanted to thank you guys for joining us on this journey to impact legacies. We would hope that as you're listening as a parent, that yes, of course, you're taking things in, you're being introspective, you're walking away exhorted, encouraged, and stirred up to do more good works, right? Especially in regards to your marriage and your family. Um, But we really want to just encourage you guys that what we've been doing here, really, when we set it out to do this, it seemed like an impossible feat. Yeah, I mean, we were just following God and not really sure how many people would be listening. And you've been a huge encouragement to us to keep on keeping on. And so when you leave those reviews, when you sign up for the app and you're just engaging with people in there, when you send us an email, all the different ways we've been encouraged by you guys. And so we it's a joy for us to be able to do these podcasts. And we just want to say thank you. It really is. I mean, just taking back, it's like we had a moment of decision uh, a friend offered me a really lucrative job. We could move our family mm-hmm. away from fellowship and so forth, or we could do what we feel God is prompting us to do with zero income coming in that's because true. of what happened. Yeah. So um, that's a whole other story. But the long, the short of it is we took action and followed God mm-hmm. in doing this. And it's amazing. And just looking at the numbers, uh, the financial numbers from last year was so encouraging. We literally couldn't have done this in the same way without people that donated mm-hmm. and and gave. We couldn't mm-hmm. have done this without people buying the all the courses and in, in the Redeeming Childbirth book and all the things. Mm-hmm. Literally, this would not happen without your purchases. And mm-hmm. it would not have happened without you guys sharing on social media as mm-hmm. we did zero advertising this last year. And it was super encouraging to look at that. And so as we look at this year, it's going to be important. A little quick update on the app. You've probably heard of the Be Courageous app. And you know, there's about 536 mm-hmm. subscribers in there right now. And that is we're just a right about to break even from a financial perspective on it, uh, mm-hmm. which is really cool. It's only been a couple months. It's a it's a quite of an investment mm-hmm. to do all this of time and effort. And that's when, not and when you that's say, not counting our time. That's just the hard cost. Right. Of, and yeah. when you say break even, you mean on a monthly basis, because there's yeah. like ongoing monthly costs that we have Absolutely. every month. Um, regarding just the upkeep of it. And so with that amount of people in there, it the cost monthly is 
pretty much breaking even. Yeah, we're about breaking even. And I think that's probably good. I mean, at least it's not costing us money at this point. We're putting a lot of effort into it, though. And that doesn't Mm -hmm. obviously cover the effort, but we love doing it. And it's great. And so we encourage you to check it out. Mm -hmm. If it's something, if you want biblical community, be courageous in your app store. And it's $8.99 a month. But just know that helps the ministry get profitable on that and make it something that can continue continue. thriving long term, which is important. And that really has enabled us to be able to uh, step away from being dependent upon other social media engines for things like the private Facebook group for the parenting mentor program. A lot of people had reached out to us and said that they really didn't want to be on Facebook or Meta anymore um, and that they were only there for that group. And so Isaac did due diligence. We did research yeah. for a long time, and creating an app has really been the best solution. And it's a, for it's us a different. All. If you want really yeah. sound, if you want a protected environment where you're not the product, like on Facebook, then you have to invest it because somehow it's got to make sense for the finances yeah. to work. And so the reason we charge is because there's real costs and uh, mm-hmm. quite a bit. So anyway, yeah. super there's no super ads or anything. Super important. So anyways, we appreciate it, you all. Let's mm-hmm. dive into this. So. Thriving while you feel like you're just surviving. And let's just ask you, how are you doing? Yeah. How's your family? How's your kids? How's your marriage? How's your finances? How's, you know, the year going so far? We have, you know, we just got the first month knocked out here of 2022. I can't believe that it's already February. You know, it's um, interesting as Isaac and I were talking, there are definitely aspects of our life even where we feel like we're surviving. Um, And using that word can sometimes get people going, oh no, what's wrong? How can I help? Right? And it's, it's not that there's anything wrong. It's that like when you have a lot of Sometimes it's when you have a lot of plates that you're spinning, Mm -hmm. you're literally like in maintenance mode, surviving, trying to keep those things going, whereas um, maybe you maybe cutting back on some things and pruning some things would help you to free up more time to allow things to thrive. Um, But as we were talking about this concept too, what really hit me hard, what I was just not convicted on, but reminded of and encouraged by is that a lot of times when we think of thriving, we think that we have to be like, more profitable than we have ever been and attaining a new success. And that means thriving. Or I hit a certain number on a platform. Or I a certain amount on sales or um, I, there's nobody is sick at all. And we've just been our immune systems are going great well, as a family for a long period of time. I've got everything dialed for the year, exactly what my kids are going to do for school. Right. Like there's, <laughs> and there's an excitement about that, yeah. right? Like, but Amen. I think that one of the things that was an encouragement to me was when I, um, I really started thinking about it and I went, oh, well, actually thriving has less to do with all of those situations and those circumstances and more about my attitude and my perspective. Thriving is really like, Mm -hmm. if we have joy, even in the midst of trials, Mm -hmm. we can be thriving. And um, I I know that you're probably listening to this and going, well, Angie, I just, I lost a baby or my husband lost his job or we're having to move away from family because we can't afford to live here. Or Or we're locked um, down in some country. 
you know, and we can't even go grocery shopping. Like these are massive trials. How can you have joy in the midst of those things? And we have some scripture that we want to encourage you guys with from first Peter. It just made me realize, you know, we, I was looking at the map the other day for the podcast, just reflecting on last year and Latvia, we have tons of downloads in Latvia. Hey guys. (laughs) So I just love you guys. That's cool. And China. We have a good number incredible. of podcast yeah. downloads in China and just all over the world. Obviously, Australia. Australia is the third highest place country that and, listens uh, to the podcast. Canada's yeah. uh, number two and U.S. is number one. But there's so many Cape Town, South Africa, um, lots of listeners. And so I just, you know, I just know that there's things aren't just like they are for us. And we understand that there's all kinds of challenges in unique situations mm-hmm. and that things are really going on serious That's all right. over the place. Yeah. And, um, based on what country you're in and what's going on, but the, but you know what, in when Paul was alive and he was sharing the gospel, things were as bad as it is anywhere in the world. And we're going to, Listen uh, to Peter here, actually, but that's true about Paul. But actually, I'm going to read from Peter, same for Peter in his time. In this, you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him, though you do not Now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. So how we handle those times we can feel like we're just surviving Mm -hmm. either shares the gospel in the light of Christ with others or doesn't. And that's more important than our circumstances. That's really where our definition of if we're thriving or we're surviving should come from too. And that's one of the things that um, I just even think about like a lot of moms. I'm just going to speak to the majority of moms today who potentially the stay-at-home moms who they are doing the same mundane tasks every single day potentially. Um Maybe there's one or two new things that you get to do in your day. But generally speaking, you're taking care of little kids, you're changing diapers, you're nursing babies, you're making lunch, you're cleaning up lunch, you're doing laundry, you're sweeping, you're cleaning toilets, you're la, 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 la. I could go on and on and on. Okay. And then you add in like some older kids and like think about families who maybe they had their kids in school and because of the awareness that they now have, they've chosen to bring their kids home and they're homeschooling maybe for the first time. And so they've had to say goodbye to some of the luxuries and leisure time that maybe they had before that they really enjoyed. And they've made some sacrifices to be able to have their kids at home. And they're, they just feel like they're surviving because that transition time is just bogging them down. It's heavy. It's not easy. It's harder. And that is a real emotion. That is a real feeling. That is a real thing. But do not be too hard on yourself and believe the lie from the devil that you're just surviving when really you have a choice and it's in your mind 
based upon what you're focused on. If you're focused on the word of God, the Holy Spirit can help you to keep your eyes on what is eternal, on what is most important. What Isaac just read in 1 Peter, which is having joy inexpressible through hard things, even through hard trials, right? Um, So how much more like in our daily tasks and our daily things that we're doing, we have an opportunity to have joy, to choose to have a good attitude while we're doing those things. And there are so many like scenes out there that I've heard over the years um, to try to get myself to have the right mindset. Like for example, with dishes, dishes was one of those chores that I just absolutely could not stand doing for a long time. And I heard an older mom once encourage a bunch of us moms by saying, hey, but those dishes, those many dishes that you're cleaning represent all of the people people that are blessings in your life that God gave you. And so maybe you need to have some kind of um, some kind of saying like that to help remind yourself when you're in the midst of doing dishes and maybe you start to grumble and complain, which is sinful of us actually, mm-hmm. to go, hey, I should be thankful that I have all these dishes that we were able to even cook this food, that God provided the food that was cooked in this baked pan, that I have this many plates and this many forks that I'm cleaning because I have that many children, that many blessings in my life. And yes, that can help us to change our attitude, but I will say those little sayings are momentary changes in your attitude. Hmm. The thing that is long-term that will change your attitude is when you soak yourself in the bread of life, when you read passages like 1 Peter chapter 1 that tells us that we need to have joy in those trials and that those trials are actually for the testing of our faith by the fire so that we can bring glory to God, which is Mm -hmm. actually the ultimate purpose of life anyway. You remember, Paul, when he was sent to prison, He had this amazing fellowship of believers he was a part of and leading, and he got arrested and he was sent to prison and the fellowship didn't know where he was for a time. And, but do you know, everybody in the guard, uh, knew about what Jesus, what Paul was talking about while he's in prison. Do you know those in under Nero, there was Mm -hmm. over 10,000 people in the Imperial guard. And so over 10,000 people got some part of the message. The, of the good news. It doesn't mean they all accepted the Lord, but many, many did. And because he had joy in all circumstances. And so we have to think about that. He was one of the people that mm-hmm. had it worst. And mm-hmm. so we have to remember that. So it's good to audit, you know, how we're doing yeah. because feelings aren't always reality. Mm-hmm. Feelings are important. They're real. God gave them to us. But we need to, as Angie often says, hold our thoughts captive, as it says in the scriptures. And so we have to, in the moment, when we have feelings that are starting to go awry, you start connecting dots that shouldn't be connected. You start thinking one negative thing, and it's a spiral to many negative things that may not be real, maybe about a relationship, maybe about your kids, maybe about your marriage, whatever it is. But what we have to do is hold our thoughts captive and go, okay, these are feelings, but is it reality? And sometimes when mm-hmm. you pull yourself back, maybe you need to go get some coffee. Maybe you need to have some, you know, at night you need to pull aside and mm-hmm. not get on technology and just get your journal out and think about, okay, mm-hmm. what is real? Because we need to deal in reality. And a lot of times we don't. And when we deal in reality, what we'll discover is so many rich blessings. Mm-hmm. There are good things that God is doing, Mm -hmm. but we have to be seekers of the blessings and not just automatic default toward the challenges Mm -hmm. because that alters our feelings 
in a negative way. And so there's probably a lot of really solid things and things that we can anchor on. And we're training our kids to do this. So we need to exemplify that because potentially, we hope not, but potentially their reality in their future might be even more difficult in some times in yeah. some times and situations. I, you know, when I think about feelings too, I um, can't help but think of the physical side and how God designed us. We are human. We just are. We are human. We experience getting hungry. And if that goes on too long, some people experience getting hangry. Okay. Um, that also affects people's feelings. I think about hormones and how God designed our hormone, our hormones, but when those get out of whack or when we're in a life transition, such as postpartum or mm-hmm. having just had a baby, um, or weaning a baby, um, those are just some examples. There's also premenopausal, there's menopause. Guys go through hormonal changes as well. When mm-hmm. we're not taking care of our health as far as nutrition and and our hormones are out of whack, they can actually affect our feelings to to help us, not help us, they actually hurt us in our perspective. And we need to be careful to go, wow, okay, why am I crying? Have I got really hurt feelings here and dwelling on those things when in the moment it might be that our hormones are out of whack. And so we need to not create this illusion that truth is based upon how we're feeling because that's not true. Um, truth is what is real, like Isaac was saying in reality. And so when we do these audits, we talk about doing audits all the time, but when we're asking you, how are you doing and doing an audit of, are you surviving or are you thriving? Because there's really no in between. I want to just share with you guys, first of all, Psalm 16, which says, you make known to me the path of life. Okay. So on this path of life, there's surviving and there's thriving. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So in your presence, there is fullness of joy. If we are struggling with having joy, we are not spending enough time in his presence, period. That right there is, if there was a solution to thriving, that would be it. In your presence, oh God, there is fullness of joy. And thriving really has less to do with your circumstances and your situations and more to do with having joy in the midst of whatever you're walking through. And so let's talk about that for a second, because when we were talking about what Thrive is, I I just got the Merriam-Webster dictionary out, and this was one of the definitions of Thrive. It says to grow or develop successfully. Now, people's idea of success is um, all over the map. There's a worldview of success that is unbiblical, and there's a worldview that is biblical. Um, But we're talking about the definition of Thrive here. It says to flourish or to succeed, to grow vigorously, to gain in wealth or possessions, prosper, Or here's the third one, to progress toward or realize a goal despite or because of circumstances. Okay, so this is really important because one of the things Isaac and I have experienced in our life as we've walked through trials is that growth happens in the valley. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, I mean, yes, you can grow on the mountaintop experience with God. Like you can have an awesome prayer time with him and work, but you have to purpose to not become just lazy in your spiritual growth when you're in the mountaintop and when things are going really well. You have to purpose to keep growing. That is something you have to own, you have to do. And the re- and you have to really guard your heart against what you you call the taking ownership. 
mm-hmm. over how you got there. Mm-hmm. The, the truth is, is sometimes people can become complacent when they're on the mountaintop. But when you're in the valley, aren't you usually like in these moments where you're just like crying out to God, you're craving him, you're desperate for mm-hmm. his help and for him to walk in and be the rescuer of your situation, of your circumstances, of even where your mind is at. Maybe God's growing your capacity for bigger purposes and bigger things he wants to do through your family way down the road, way down the road, or maybe it's near future. We don't know, but we want to respond well. And if you're thriving right now, hallelujah, mm-hmm. praise God. Maybe lots of things are going well. There are lots of people where things are going really well. Uh, and we praise God for that. If you are if you have friends and things are going really well for them, we should praise the Lord. We should fan their flames. There's nothing worse than when a friend discourages somebody or gets competitive with somebody because Things are going well for them. Right. We don't want to do that. It's not a comparison game. It's praise God if things are going well. Mm-hmm. Everybody has different timing when they're in their valleys and when they're in their seasons of abundance. And so if somebody mm-hmm. else is doing real, hey, that's that's fantastic. But you know what? If you're the person that's thriving, make sure you don't have to have a valley to keep growing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's where fearing God is equally important. Yeah reverent for his authority over your life because if he starts to sense that you're you're straying you start to taking control and you start to take ownership and not give god credit for things whoa be careful mm-hmm. uh i'm not god i don't know what's in his mind other than what he writes in the word but what he writes in the word makes me feel like we are to fear him and you know he tests us and prunes us because he loves us mm-hmm. i don't want to be tested and pruned I like the fruit that comes later from it, <laughs> but it would be wonderful I did, if it didn't have to happen, if I could just be obedient the whole time. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. so we need to be obedient and reverent for who God is when we're thriving, because sometimes mm-hmm. people forget a little bit. You know, and life just happens too. I mean, it's not always that we need to be tested. There's also this aspect of, um, we talked about this in the last podcast, how we live in a fallen world and life just happens. And sometimes bad things happen to good people. And, and the reality is that we still have an opportunity to fulfill the purpose for which we were created. And when you're a believer, that is to bring glory to God. So Mm -hmm. even in those toughest times, like to stand for truth, to stand on the side of of truth, to wave that flag of follow Jesus and to to do it unapologetically, um, Mm -hmm. but in a way that also like brings life to people. Because the reality is, is people oftentimes can be walking and living in lies and that is not life. When they are walking and living in lies and they they find sin that justifies the way that they act mm-hmm. and they um, they blame shift things. And we talked about this a little bit in the previous podcast also. Um, those people are in a bondage. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you having joy mm-hmm. and choosing to delight in the things that they themselves scorn or despise or don't want to be a part of. I just think of um, even um, the the extreme feminist, the extreme woke agenda, the extreme views that are out there that are super negative and supportive of stay-at-home moms, of biblical gender roles, of all the things that as Christians, it's literally an attack on 
scripture. It's yeah. an attack on people who are following and trying to live out what God has laid as the path. We just read about this in Psalm 16, that he is the path of life. Mm -hmm. In his presence, there is full joy. They're not experiencing full joy, and they're angry, and they are attacking because they're not in his presence, and they're not walking on his path. That is it. It's that simple. And the reality is, though, is that sometimes we can get bogged down in, in that attack. We can get tired. We can feel... Like, um, not only do, do, do the attacks come at us, whether it's seeing what's going on in social media and feeling like mm -hmm. we're a salmon swimming upstream, feeling like we're isolated and alone, which the devil's definitely tried to do that to Christians in the past two years, isolate, 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 close churches, all the things. The reality that we need to realize is that the devil is coming for us. He, in the sense that we have red targets on our back because we shine bright for Jesus. When we are purposing to glorify him, even in our mundane, he, the devil is working that through the attacks. Yeah. And so we have to choose to take those thoughts captive and go, no, I'm not going to let those come in because those mm -hmm. are actually what are making me feel like I'm only surviving. Let me ask you this. Do you want your kids to have joy despite circumstances? Do you want your kids to be joyful even if they don't get what they want? Well, we need to exemplify that attitude and that approach and that biblical truth that is spread out throughout the Bible mm -hmm. uh, that God says, despite circumstances, we're to be joyful because you know what? Earth is just one of our homes. Our real home is heaven. Yeah, and this is and we're sojourners. Mm -hmm. We're aliens. The Bible even says we're mm -hmm. aliens in this world, and so we have a home. And God is going to create a new earth, and He's going to dwell with us, and we get new bodies. How fantastic mm -hmm. is this? This isn't bumping in the clouds and doing nothing. This is eternity. That's thousand times better than living on Earth. Do we actually live like that? Well. When we get discouraged mm -hmm. sometimes, we are showing the people around us mm -hmm. that we're not living like that by how we respond. Because if we know there's going to be trials here, mm -hmm. but we're trying to obey God and be joyful because we mm -hmm. know what the truth is and where eternity is, that's what we want for our kids too. And hope is vital. You know, you guys know we do Bible time in the morning. You can do it whenever. Uh, and I mix in some news and what's going on in the world. And I say things in a way that the littles don't get scared. But, you know, I was so encouraged today because there's there's bad news in the news today around the world. Mm -hmm. I look all over the world, not just U.S. news and stuff. And But there was some really good news today. And so I just chose to only pick the good news today. I even put them on my stories this morning. There's good news. Now, I think it's good news, uh, you know, that uh, Meta uh, went down $200 billion in, in value today. I think that <laughs> I think that's good news. I mean, I'm like, well, that's wonderful because the market responds to how companies behave. And people are responding. People are standing strong yeah. for what they believe in. The and people I leaving. love that. that yeah, the the, the that truckers process. right now in Canada, and it's spreading. The, Canada, the Canadian truckers are inspiring a global movement. Amen? They are doing something that is so powerful. And it's it reminds me of the Martin Luther King movement in this one aspect, in that it's peaceful, that it's a peaceful effort. And they are defying and you know what? We need truckers. Everybody's going to start noticing real quick how much we need truckers because the shelves are going to go even more empty, right? Amen. I don't mind going and killing an animal 
uh, if that means we can have freedom instead of buying it in the store. You know what? That's kind of an exaggeration. Probably won't happen. But <laughs> but the thing is, is that we'll probably go fishing. Amen. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Truckers stay the course. Ten million's been raised for them through GoFundMe. Uh, and I hope it spreads throughout America. American truckers, I hope you follow along suit. I think that's really cool. So hope is vital, though. We have to give our kids hope. And the real hope is in Jesus. And the hope we have in Christ and the hope we have of looking forward to heaven. Let's live like that. We have a great uh, verse here in Romans. Romans 15, 4. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the scriptures, wow, endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. This isn't this isn't mm-hmm. some obscure thing. Mm-mm. It's right here. Yeah. The sword of the spirit, the encouragement, the hope for the world, the answer to everything mm-hmm. is right there. So let's dive into the word. Let's get alone, some alone time and audit. Let's get our journal out and write out the good things, not just the bad things. Mm-hmm. And let's reflect and dwell upon the good things it says in Philippians 4. Go to Philippians 4 and look at that. It's to dwell on those good things. Mm-hmm. And I also, I just want to end with encouraging you moms on a practical note regarding just how you're feeling on a day-to-day basis because we did talk about feelings for a moment. And I think that sometimes it's easy for us to go, okay, well, if I could find alone time to actually be in the Word by myself, a lot of moms might be thinking that right now, Isaac, and going, yeah, I would love to sit at a coffee shop with my Bible and a journal by myself. I have a four-month-old nursing baby Mm -hmm. I can't leave. And you know what, guys? I just have to say, like, in the midst of momming, you can still snack on the bread of life. Mm -hmm. In the midst of all of the things that you do to serve your family, the thriving actually is dependent upon if you choose to believe that God is in the midst of it. Mm-hmm. If you invite his presence into what you're doing, put on some worship music, be in God's presence while you're doing the dishes, while you're scrubbing the floors, while you're burping the baby, have the worship music playing while you're rocking the baby that's fussing and teething. I get it. Like Xander's teething right now. I'm in the midst of that myself. And it can be a lot sometimes when you have so many people that you're trying to care for. But Keeping our eyes on the real perspective, you know. I here's an example. I was in, when I was in the shower this morning, <laughs> in my alone time, thinking time. That's my only alone time, really. Um, just kidding. But I, as I was in there, I was really hit hard with this like motivation. It just like welled up in my soul, deep in my belly, where I was like, I want to have like a family meeting and just pull my kids together and go. You guys, I just want you to know that my heart intention is that I want to teach you everything. Like, I just want to sit and talk. I want to teach you things. I want to answer any questions you have. I want to read books with you. I want to learn things with you, things that I don't know how to do. I want to learn it with you. I want you to be as prepared as possible. And I want to have this kind of relationship where you come back and you want to ask questions. You want to keep learning things with me. 
Like, I, I just, like, that was what was welling up within me. And then I thought to myself when we were out here creating this podcast, I was like, that is thriving as a mom. When you get that, like, intentional gut feeling that propels you to do the good that God has called you to do, mm-hmm. whatever that is for you, that's thriving. It's not a matter of how big your house is. It's not a matter of how many shoes you have, how nice your car is, or even how clean your house is. It's actually in the midst of what is it that propels you to continue doing what God wants you to do that glorifies him? And are you doing it with joy and delight? Because You've been in his presence, and in his presence is fullness of joy. Mm-hmm. So as you're going about your day-to-day, invite the Holy Spirit to be in your midst. I even think of that song, Come Holy Spirit, Come. Like we need to, that should be our heart song. That we are calling out to God to be a part of our everyday, mundane everything. Mm-hmm. And when you experience that, you'll no longer be like comparing and discontented when you're in the midst of just living that. So we hope that you guys have been encouraged today. We hope that your hope is in the Lord and in his word, because that's where full encouragement comes from being in the scriptures like Isaac read in Romans 15. You guys, I hope that this time that we have together, though it may be short, is like little snacks that get you excited to dive into God's word because that's really our heart desire. Amen. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. For more resources, go to Courageous Parenting and CourageousMom.com for free online workshops, blog posts, and best-selling courses. Also, we wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, we release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. This is an incredible self-paced program where we cover everything from obedience training to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's a supportive community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentor program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.